0: Let's just come right out in a minute. It's been a weird few years in tech, pandemic driven development cycles, evaporating supply chains, ever moving targets around remote work, even the industry-wide layoffs of the last few months. It's been a bumpy ride, but the more things feel like they go off the rails, the more reassuring it is when something familiar, something expected occurs. The COVID year saw our favorite moments in tech move to glorified infomercials. And with that went some of the magic of a live onstage announcement but just as the world as a whole has been on a slow, steady march back to the before times, tech events have been returning to good old-fashioned demos, glitches, and highly questionable event Wi-Fi. Google I.O. this year wasn't its first back in the amphitheater, but it sure felt like the first one where Google was back, with a lineup of announcements across its verticals. Hardware, services, emerging categories like AI, this one has it all. Now, it obviously remains to be seen how many of these announcements translated to products that consumers actually use, or frankly, ever see a physical or virtual store shelf. But on the whole, while faced with a rapidly evolving frontier of AI and the looming specter of antitrust, Google came out swinging. And if nothing else, that just felt right. Pour a drink, cause yeah, like the event itself, this is a long one. And let's see where Google I.O. intends to take us, one barred query at a time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce.
1: I'm Eric Sargent.
0: And I'm Cody Toscano. And we are here in, I mean, let's call it what it is, one of the big weeks of tech. I mean, there are just a few of these yep. strewn throughout the year. Uh, they tend to be moving target adjacent. They're not a—not <laughs> quite as consistent as, say, our uh, Black Friday Spectacular. But, <laughs> uh, you know, we'll, we'll skip right to it. You know, this is Google I.O. week. You yep. know, this if, if you haven't heard of that, it is... Google's annual developer conference. And you've heard us talk about these from several other uh, partners. We've got, you know, Google IO, obviously um, Microsoft has build, uh, you know, Apple has WWDC and and the tech industry like many others, but possibly more than almost any other um, is built around these events from, from a, mm-hmm. from a news and announcements perspective. And yeah, they save
1: stuff all up for their big events. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: And less and less big industry events and more and more of these kind of wholly owned and controlled announcements. Um, you know, these used to live more at the industry trade show level. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about CES and CDIA and all these other things, and those all still exist, SANS, E3, RIP. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, um, you know, these these industry-level events still take place. But that's always been, but it's become more and more about handshakes, backroom deals, who's going to sell what. It's how the industry gets Gets it done for sure. Those events are still hugely important, but the actual announcements, especially for these massive companies that control a stage unto themselves, they have pivoted more and more, especially in recent years to everything circling around these events. And I would have in past years been tempted to say IO especially is different from say Samsung Unpacked, which happens a couple times a year where Samsung gets up and announces a bunch of new gadgets. IO is a developer conference at the end of the day, but the IO keynote has often been a place where products do get announced, teased, even occasionally released. Um, This year though, and we're just going to dive right in, I felt was much more announcement heavy at the product level than really any we've seen from Google in quite a long time maybe ever. I haven't done the count as it compares to pre you know all the previous IOs but mm-hmm. you know even going you know going in the Wayback machine the last IO I attended in person was way back in 2013 and there were some product announcements more on the services side for sure. Like Cody, I remember that was, um, that was the launch of hangouts mm-hmm. because I remember like mm-hmm. inviting all you guys into hangouts, um, from that. And, uh, Oh yeah. You were so excited. And, uh, I was,
2: uh, we hangouts. Before. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's not get <laughs> into
1: that again. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: well, Google play music
0: launched out of that yep. event for like, three, um, kind of for like $3 well,
2: was- a month. in you at the time? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was dirt
1: cheap. I was thinking about a year ago, we did an episode on the last Google I.O., and I think that yep. they they just did a couple of phones and a watch, and that was it. Like, uh, that, they had two versions even, of that, the that, same that, phone and a watch.
0: That, I don't even think that was the watch event. They may was have... It? Okay. Maybe, so yeah, but anyway, maybe, it wasn't a lot. Was. I felt like
1: they announced a lot it, more tech this it, time. No matter what, even if that, even if the watch was there, they still did way more this time around. So yeah,
0: in typical solid state, you know, fashion, we have not even done homework on our own past shows. But but you're <laughs> you right. Know, it, 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 as recently as last year's, there were some products for sure. It may. This is about the time of year they launched an A phone, so it could have been six yeah. A last year for sure. I know they teased many of the things yes, that was we more saw bad. today. Yeah. Um, and you're right. I think, you're, I think the watch to get it, we just didn't see the watch for months right. and months afterwards, like yeah. in our hands. I mean, yeah. so I think you're thinking right, It was announced there, but yeah, d- diving, as we said, right in, there was so much product in here that it felt much more like, uh, I, I hate to just immediately start drawing the comparisons, but it reminded me more of a legacy Apple WWDC. And what I mean by legacy is back before the iPhone started getting its own event, we used to see not only the iOS version SkidderNet or iPhone OS at the time, but the hardware was, you know, tended to be, you know, lashed to the hip of WWDC as well. Um, Not so much anymore. We occasionally get some laptops and this, that, the other, but it's it's primarily about the operating systems and the versions. And IO has been the same for quite a long time. Um, But before we dive, I guess, all the way into the products themselves, I do have a theory. Um, as I tend to, and I think we've seen a lot of the products hit the forefront here because, in all frankness, there's not a lot of exciting things to say about the platforms and services themselves. There's the AI bit, which we'll also get into in a second. But of course, Android, yeah, <laughs> the AI. But Android, for example, like, mm-hmm. when, and this is not directed at Android. I could say the same thing about iOS or you know. When was the last time where they got up on stage and made a genuinely earth shattering change to Android that wasn't here's a new way to do a wallpaper? Right, yeah, yeah, I it's mean, been a bit material or whatever, you know. <laughs> right? Well, seriously, they've been talking about material. I mean, material has been the forefront, which is great. I mean, I do think mm-hmm. the current version of Android is the best looking version of Android. I mean, it's totally. really, I, I really do enjoy it. I, I Following the event, I got my um, Pixel 7 Pro out and updated it, and I happened to have it on the Android 14 beta, so I got the latest version of that. Like, <laughs> it it is, is a it is a great-looking operating system. It really, really is, and it actually reminds... I, I you know famously more often carry my Z Flip 4, and while Samsung's riff on Android has come a long way in recent years, um, using it, using stock Android is still my favorite way to use android it it, Mm -hmm. it just is from from a visual perspective samsung has pulled off some party tricks i think are really fun and useful but i just mean aesthetically speaking i think bone stock android is still the the superior way to use it there are elements of it that i will you know as a very much day-to-day iphone user there are I almost have to call it cleanliness aspects. I just really sharp lines and design to stock Android in its current incarnation that I I wish were back over on the iOS side of the side of the fence more these days. Um, you know, there was I forget what the exact version was of iOS years ago that was famously just too flat. And I get it. Mm-hmm. They like they took all the layer the depth out of everything, and it was just two dimensional flat on flat on flat. But in true Apple style, and I can't believe somehow I made this bad Apple already. they've um, <laughs> They've they've kind of overcorrected the other direction where I think things have gotten too much depth, not not to the level of like green felt skew morphism, but still just like gone a little too far. Whereas I pick up that Pixel 7 Pro. I'm like, man, this is just clean. It's Mm -hmm. just very, very clean. So odd tangent. Everyone here is very, very used to that at this point. Yeah, but what we do. um, But yeah, there's not a lot. And from a services perspective, what services are they to are they going to announce? They've got video. They've got music. They've got TV. They've got. Yeah. Dear God, yeah, I, hope I, bringing, sure. I hope they're not bringing. I they're not bringing Google Plus back. Like, you know, (laughs) I I was amazed they made it a whole event without talking about a new messaging app, but then I realized they kind of did because I don't know if you guys saw the shameless dig at Apple about iMessage. I did. It was the closest I came to falling out of my chair because they're right. The the whole iMessage thing, I think iMessage is a wonderful experience. It it really, really is great. It it works great. That is not a compelling reason to not support a standard like RCS. If the rest of the industry stands ready to support something, Apple, I'm sorry, stop it. Mm -hmm. Make iMessage even better and let people use both. Because guess what? If you make iMessage better, people will just keep using iMessage.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. I mean, I have a feeling that the standard can't be that much different than what they're already doing. I mean, of course of course it's going to be a new code base, but I feel like they could probably integrate it pretty easily without breaking the sure. world. They're smart people. They can handle yeah. it. They're just literally doing it because they don't want to. They want to keep that green bubble in there because they that's can add a still... symbol.
0: Right. Because but but that's just it. And that's and I swear I'm going to stop here with this particular thread because it's, it's almost an episode to itself because um, I also don't want to overly make it a social commentary, but it is. That kind of, we're going to sell our products solely on the point of, we're going to shame people into using our blue bubbles. Like right. It's the butt of infinite jokes, both in our industry and beyond, and I'd laugh at most of them, but really it's got to stop. It, that's <laughs> not a, that, is not, that is a great way to make Semi trucks full of cash, and I realize that's why they're doing it. But from a responsible member of the technology industry perspective, which frankly guides and directs the majority of our society today, stop it.
1: Yeah, it's
0: yeah, you it's think they never make a, s-
2: a separate app where like the iMessage just is an app on the Play
0: Store, you know? You yeah, think, but they all they just don't need to do that, you, you can support. You can provide a great iMessage experience. You can even provide a superior iMessage experience and still not shunt every message down to a 2001 standard of SMS text expression. It, mm-hmm. Again, stop it. Yeah, There's, just, there, there's, there's no good reason to do it. for it. Yeah. There are better ways to do it than the underlying tone of all this is forced division. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. either with us or you're against us. And that is not... And, and this one person's opinion, not the message that I feel this industry should continue to build itself upon because that is the underlying tone of all of it. Yeah. You are Android or your iOS, your iMessage or your RCS, you are red or you are blue. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, yep. stop it. And I
2: think they stopped doing this because Apple used to say in their keynotes, like, what percentage of people were still, like, on Android and stuff versus, like ios and like the fragmentation they would talk Mm -hmm. about like between yeah all the different brands yeah yeah, they used to be really about that yeah
0: well and fragmentation is still a thing even within their own platform and this can at least start to nudge us back towards the you know android and google services we came to talk about (laughs) fragmentation is still very much a thing but i do think it's become more obfuscated because it's no longer Google pushing out this version of Android and people clamoring to get it because it's so hidden behind layers of insert. Well, I was about to say insert manufacturer here. Really these ways it's it's hidden behind so much Samsung Mm -hmm. because no one in meaningful number is going out and buy the, the a series phones. And I generally don't have sales figures, but I have to imagine the a series pixel phones have to be the only ones that are selling in anything close to a meaningful number.
1: Right. Mm Hmm.
0: I just don't see, I, I realize you know, we don't live in a big metropolitan area or anything else, but we still live in a large, I, I, I'm a phone watcher. Like I like, I like to watch and see what device people are holding. It's just one mm-hmm. of those things that I do. I'm not reading their screens. So don't email me, please. <laughs> but I like to see the devices that people yeah. are using and, yeah. and it's an iPhone or it's a Samsung Android device. Yeah. And that's it. Um, I, I, I can clock a pixel six or seven pro from across the football field mm-hmm. and, it hap- yeah. <laughs> and it happens once a month yeah, at, at best. Um, I see some more a phones. And th- so I say all that to say, those are the ways that people are getting actual Android. There is no other way. There's no manufacturer that I know of that is shipping a known phone that's running stock Android. There's, there's yeah. not. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could almost lull myself to death and say, you know, Surface Duo, which obviously wasn't bone stock, but it, Microsoft's riff was at least closer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not doing that conversation to myself today. Um, and, and, <laughs> hey, Google, and then there's Samsung taking notes on that. Yeah, yeah, and, and basically, what Samsung does with with one ui but the one ui is so far separated from stock android Mm -hmm. and going back to fragmentation coding the wait to get the latest version of android after samsung has a chance to one ui it Mm -hmm. um makes these announcements very very watered down for everyone but the us's you know what i mean right you go oh
1: that's cool maybe one day i'll get it yeah
0: right at the android level at all yeah Yeah, yeah, there's a lot in the
1: android world there's a chance you'll never see it you'll never see
0: it. And that's, you know, there's a lot of services, other things announced today that we're going to talk about here in just a minute, I promise, that people will see and feel and experience much sooner. But the going back to the Android announcements, I, other than the guys at their campus in California and the handful of us that have Pixel phones, how many of those announcements are ever going to see the light. Like That's the struggle that I really have is how many of them are ever going to make an impact to an average, to an actual consumer because what phone are they going out to buy? That's going to be running that operating system. Save maybe the first phone we're going to talk about today, which is the pixel seven a.
1: Right. Yeah. just not going to happen. I, I mean, we can, we can get back on track with the event here. I wanted to start with the event itself real quick. Absolutely. We dug into the stuff. So, um, I uh, start out with I I liked all the tech that they announced. I thought everything was very cool. Mm-hmm. You know, the AI stuff was a bit whatever because everybody's just touting on it, and we'll get to that. But they have to work on tightening up their events because this was so obnoxiously long for mm-hmm. what they announced. That you know, like again, we always go back to Apple because they're the ones that have the majority of these events they have it down to a science, especially since the the whole COVID thing where they switch to like the virtual events, where they yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's essentially an infomercial. They're there. They're presenting a tight, you know, picture of what we're looking at and then they're done. They're out, they're gone. And these, they got up on stage for this IO event and it, they just droned on and on. I mean, I, I took my lunch at the start of the event. So I was watching it during my lunch break and my entire lunch break, they were talking about one subject, like they never moved on from the subject. It was it was a full hour of blah, 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 blah about, you know, the AI and the different aspects of AI. We didn't get to a single actual physical product announcement in that first hour yeah, of the event. and i was i was my eyes were bleeding i was like come on guys you got to get to something i mean this is all interesting it really is but just so so anybody out there who hasn't watched it who's interested several of the big tech news sites do condensed versions of it i know the verge has one and i saw one i think on um on uh like tech like there's a couple of others has one and gadget has one they do like a you know yep Google I.O. in 16 minutes, Google I.O. in 15 minutes, minutes, watch one of those. Do yourself a favor and watch one of those.
0: Yeah, I was as I, as I, as I tend to do. I want to specifically shout out the one The Verge did because their 16 minutes was was their rundown. And okay, I yeah. due to some other conflicts, I wasn't able to tune in for the entire announcement. Um, I was getting you know live. Well, you would have fallen and asleep and, and you had
1: work to do, so it's there fine. Was, there was
0: that too, but um, I, I did like, immediately that evening watch that 16 minute recap to kind of get myself centered on the whole thing, and then I eventually went back and rewatched the whole event. Sure, because I'm because I'm a glutton for punishment. Mm-hmm. Um just real quick kudos to that a condensed video that they did because it yeah. was absolutely fantastic and i i frankly could have skipped the other two hours and just watched right. that and that's and the and thing, just yeah fine. i mean it was
1: legitimately a an over two hour event for yeah. a solid over two hour event for um you know a few new like w- the direction they're taking in ai was essentially the gist of it like where their where their compass is pointed for what they're doing in ai and then a handful of product announcements that were relatively back to back. I mean, they went boom, boom, boom with the product announcements once they got there. And, you know, but the lead up to that was like, oh my God, gosh, you got to get moving. <laughs> like, this is rough right now. Yeah. So anyway, into this stuff. So what do we... Well, which, which bit I, do we want to talk about? Oh, first?
0: I, I, I wanted to start with my favorite part, but I think I'm gonna, I'm think I'm gonna use the same trick that Google did and hold the best for at least almost the last. Yeah, um, sure. Because let's 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 talk about AI because I really yeah, do. The, it's, yeah, it's, get it done because it's of the, well, yeah. it's so in everyone's face. It yeah. does deserve to be talked about because the worst thing we can do is ignore it because it's sure. here. Yep, it's not going away. There's no. no shake your fist at the sky and wait until the moment's over the, the white hot moment it's having will fade to a certain degree. Cause that's just how this industry yeah. works. It's one day it's crypto and the blockchain. You know what I mean? So there's always yep. a thing. Um, but AI has the ability to seep its way into so many different places and markets and things that we do this, th- this genie is not going back in the bottle No, and yeah. to pretend that we could ever do that. If, if, if that's something you think you want to do. And there are many people who are very scared about th- this concept and that's all right. Cause it's a very scary thing for some elements that we'll talk about the foremost for me being anytime you have a technology that is, so universally misunderstood by the people that are making it that's the recipe for disaster
1: they don't know how far this is going to go but they're still pushing ahead with a wild abandon you know like let's get this we we got it you know because sadly in this industry the person who gets there first is usually the one that can you know plant their flag at the top of the hill and be the most successful in the space and they're all Mm -hmm. vying for that leader in AI well, badge
0: and and to keep this about Google for a second or yeah. for lots of seconds I, I think that's that might be the most important piece is Google should be the heir apparent in this space with with the they've owned search. As long as searches right. meant something right. they've yeah. owned most of the services you use every day, whether you realize it or not, because video they, platform, video <laughs> <Yeah>. platforms, <laughs> email. And in a lot of those places, they didn't even get there first. They just found a way to do it different, better, or at scale in ways that others hadn't. And they mm-hmm. became that de facto standard AI just makes sense. And they know that too, because they've been investing heavily in it for years. Oh yeah. they are large language models. They're generative AIs. They're all these things. Yeah, I mean, these, these are not things they whipped up in a few months and pushed to market. The fact that they've been working as long as they have, and for them especially, have showed the restraint not to do something with it until this point, and let's just call it what it is, they're only doing something because ChatGPT and Microsoft made them do it. Right. I guess for me, the big takeaway is these announcements either don't exist or certainly don't exist at the scale that they do. Mm-hmm. without that outside market pressure. And the irony is for a second, that you could be forgiven for thinking, well, that aligns really well with something we talk about on the show all the time, which is competition I was driving just the say industry
1: forward. Yeah. The thing I was going to touch on was like one of the big names, you know, Google has their name for the a- their AI thing, which is... Bard. Bard, right? Okay, so Bard, Bard is yep. theirs. But the programmers at Google, the people inventing this tech that goes into Bard, they, they created some of the tech that's behind like the infrastructure the the core of the ai stuff called transformer and that's that's the t in chat gpt right like they helped invent one of the underlying technologies that makes chat gpt successful so google Mm -hmm. already has its hand in the stuff you've heard of out there because their their people invented the the stuff that went into it so they're they are kind of leaders in the industry for sure it's just they've they're trying to get their, their well, brand stamped the, on it
0: more. So yeah. but that, that that I think, though, is the biggest thing. You're right. They have been leaders in the space throughout because they're Google. Of course right. they are. And the fact that they were in that position and chose as long as they did to not even try to bring it to market and only did when facing what's called what it is an, a potential existential threat from Microsoft and chat GPT tells me. Even the boys in Mountain View were like, this is not ready. This is not the time. Mm-hmm. They're only yeah. up on that stage announcing these products, ripping the Band-Aid off and making BARD available to anyone just yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. That is a direct response to what they perceive as the threat from Bing and Microsoft and yep. ChatGPT.
2: Yep, for sure. Um and they I, also partnered with Adobe, I saw, too, yes. um, for like, the AI pictures and you could put it right into adobe to edit it and everything that's like that's yep. pretty nice actually oh
0: no the, the the applications are so wide and so in, potentially incredible yeah i i don't want anyone to misconstrue as i'm finally becoming that old man tech person that just right that wants the world to stay the same that's not what this what, what i'm begging for is responsibility That's, that, that, that's what I want because at the end of the day, these, these companies do continue to print money and none of them are, you know, we can sit here and talk about market threat and pressures and macroeconomic challenges and blah, 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 blah. It's very, very funny to me how we can be in a world where insert tech company here announces we're not giving any raises to our salaried employees this year while also posting profits. Yeah. Yeah heard about that I, so you know and that, that's a, a whole other long conversation yeah. that, that i could also have as a business owner certainly not at that at that scale but i still understand the basic challenges in math of you don't want to run your company at even to negative obviously mm-hmm. but you know there. I don't feel that any of these companies are sufficiently at risk where it's like, if they don't push these products out, they're not going to be in business in 12 months. I'm sorry. That's nonsense. Yeah, yeah. totally. That's just not the case. So this, I keep using the word perceived because I really do think that's the linchpin, this perceived pressure of we've got to get up and go or less be left behind forever. Um, I am I, fearful that that's going to be the thing that pushes us to make mistakes and push out products that aren't ready and potentially with, with, a, with, a, with something like as broad as AI, because it can mean so many different things mm-hmm. in so many different places, for it to find its way into products or services that it may not be ready for or people aren't ready for how to use it or use it responsibly. I'm not talking about handing over nuclear weapons to AI. If we, (laughs) if we do that, we've already got bigger problems. I mean, that's just, you know, that's obviously the new cycle going the whole other direction with things, but there are much more basic day to day things where it's like, did we, did we need to just hand that insert operational widget here over to an Mm. AI? Or can the human just come in and push the button every day? Like there, Mm. there are opportunities to slow down to speed up in a meaningful long-term way. Um, so without going all the way down that rabbit hole that's you know w- obviously we are going to be talking about AI a lot on this show yeah. moving forward um and more condensed packages but i mean if, if Google to Eric to your point spent an enormous amount of time yeah. talking about it they yeah, obviously well, 50% they didn't
1: of their of their yeah. i o was, was like integrated
2: like everything like they didn't states. they didn't
0: do that because they were bored but again yeah. th- that's because Microsoft is out there think about it in the one year one year ago at i o twenty twenty two Microsoft had publicly hardly if ever uttered the word AI when not talking about a character in Halo. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, let's call it what it is. And then within the last year, really close to the last six months, let's be kind and say it the last year, we've got ChatGPT, Microsoft's overnight partnership. It's open, seemingly, I realize these, these things didn't literally happen overnight, but from the consumer yeah, side, things is how they feels felt. Like it. Yeah. Seeming, suddenly there's Bing. And people are having crazy late night conversations with a Bing that we're not going to get into that rabbit hole either. Um, yeah. I
1: think the biggest takeaway is people are actually using Bing. Using Bing, yeah. <laughs>
0: that, 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 the fact that people are saying the word Bing and meaning right. it, but I, yeah. I digress. Um, if there was a big takeaway, it's that people have now heard of the thing Bing and not and it not be the thing that they're trying to change on their defaults yep, on their computer. Exactly. Um, But then, I mean, what felt like minutes later in the grand scheme of things, suddenly Bing, based on ChatGPT, is now suddenly integrated into Office. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you think about, we're talking months these things transpired over, and it's a thing that was not being even remotely talked about by anyone other than Google – Mm-hmm. a mere year ago and Google was only talking about it in the very very we're going to do a flowered up teaser video about something you may maybe possibly one day get to use in the future and yeah. now here we are the most product level announcements came from everyone but Google mm-hmm. and Google suddenly feeling the need to race up from behind that's a shocking chain of events in one in in really much less than but at least a one year period that's yeah. crazy
1: yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like everyone in the industry is treating AI as as this race to the finish, but nobody knows what the finish line is. They're just running yeah, full speed, in ahead, all the applications eyes closed, you, in. you know, I don't care what this takes. I don't care how much money we have to dump into this. We've got to be first. And they don't know what the finish line actually even is. I,
2: it definitely <laughs> so, makes me think about data consumption too, like, you know, where we're accepting, you know, those pages to use the app, but now we're just like literally feeding it. Rewrite, write resume resume for me, you know, rewrite yep. this email, yep. right? Like we're putting so much info on top of it yep. already scraping the oh.
0: internet. <laughs> well, so, so let's talk about Bard for a second. Cause I think mm-hmm. that just might be the, to try and rein it in just a little bit, because uh, real quick, Google did, you know, announce, make several announcements about, you know, Google search itself. Cause search is the golden goose. You know what I mean? Like it's yes.
1: G- where they make their money.
0: Google needs to be talking about search because. Frankly, Google search has just continued to get worse and worse and worse yeah. as people have learned to game and overcome the system. Yep. And there Eric and I make this joke all the time that, you know, we're not professional, you know, technology people, we're professional googlers. When yeah. people bring <laughs> us a problem, we know how to search and find the answer that the average human is going to click on 87 ads and or ransomware links before they find the actual answer. Yes. We just know what to look for to go find the right answer. Mm-hmm. Like that's all we are anymore. I'm obviously kidding, but it, it sure feels that way. And that, that yeah. feeling only comes from the fact that Google search remains the best search product on the web. That doesn't mean it's not awful at mm-hmm. times, genuinely, genuinely awful. Um, but it's also how they make search feeds advertising, advertising feeds dollars, dollars makes Google rich. That is how that works. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, like you do a Google search and it's got the map because they have maps uh-huh. and then it
0: has, you know, so it integrates all of their things into right mm-hmm. the top there, you know? <laughs> yeah. So the, obviously the most, going back to existential threats, if, if these AI search bots or chat bots like Bing or even Bard, if they start to take people's attention away from search, if the gross number of searches goes down, Google loses money. That is a direct equation. There is a direct tie in between people doing searches and Google making money. So if people start, you know, rather than, you know, what's, you know, rather than Googling great spaghetti recipes, people ask the AI, what's the best, what's a good recipe for spaghetti? Guess what? As it is today, those, what used to be searches now AI questions the, the business model is not nearly as fleshed out for how does Google get paid for that, for that query, be it on mm-hmm. Bard itself or heaven forbid if they go over to – because that's very much Microsoft's play. They look at every fraction of a percent of search they can take from Google mm-hmm. translates into millions if not billions of dollars because yeah. that's how big that search business is. So Google's left with we have to build this thing. We've got to get generative AI in these places, but just to shunt it over into a chatbot called Bard. Don't get me wrong; the ads they are a coming. You know, mm-hmm. Bing is already well <laughs> oh, yeah. on its way to figuring out. Google, I'm sure, has very smart people working on it. The ways to monetize those chatbots are coming, but as it is right now. Even internally, everything that takes place in a chatbot that doesn't take place in Google search is costing them cash. Mm-hmm. So one of the announcements they made is these AI-powered snapshots, which is you do your quote-unquote traditional Google search, and they're going to layer an AI response right on top of it. So it's Google search, your AI-based results. And then you scroll past that into your more traditional, you know, sea of links and pages and let's call it what it is, ads. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's very interesting, their attempt to mash the old and the new. My question would very much become how frequently will people scroll past the AI response? If the AI is good and it answers their question, how often are they going to scroll past it? That remains the question. Yeah. I for mean, better that, for worse, yeah. because also you have to, we've all, we've all tried it. We all know you have to fact check the robot. I mean, that, that yeah. that's, that's, that's just a fact.
1: <laughs> well, uh, one of the things that I saw from that was, and somebody did a take on it, I think maybe Verge or somebody else did a take on it, but it was my thought too, when I was looking at it was those, those results that you get with those snapshots are essentially buyer's guides. Like they do, like they do, like if you're, especially if you're doing a shopping thing, like, you know, what's, what's a good bike for me to purchase, you know, within to take me X number of miles, I think was like the search example they did on the thing. And then it was like, it brings up like all the different bikes and like the price points and all this kind of stuff. And that has the reviews and it breaks down the reviews and the AI does all of this and gives you like a grid where you can go through and look at it. And that's essentially what all those clickbait results were that we got. When we did those searches in the past on Google, we'd go in and say, you know, I need a bike that meets these criteria. Mm -hmm. And then you would get a link to somebody else's site that would be, you know, the top 10 bikes of 2023. (laughs) And as you scroll through it, you see 16 ads on their article that you're scrolling through. And that's how these people are making money. That's, you know, that's interesting to see anyway that they've now maybe put these people out of business because, you know, like you don't need to.
0: No, so I, you know,
1: I, I, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting way to, um, you know, just drive like without even like, I don't think they gave it a second thought they just put all these people yeah. out of business mm. and they were like, oh, well, yeah,
2: I didn't even think you about know? it like that. Cause if it's just going to pull that info, yeah. Like you said, yeah. how, who's getting paid, yeah. you know, that, is that page actually Google's, loading and getting an ad or, you know, yeah.
1: G- Google is giving you these results, which mm-hmm. means Google's results are going to be at the top which means they're going to be the ones getting the advertising dollars and the clicked links, you know, affiliate links and everything and the to these sites yep. and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So suddenly Google's doubling down on the money they're making. They're not just getting money from the guy who – Whose article got to the top with their list of top ten bikes? Google made their own list of top ten bikes, and then they get the referral link and you know that kind of stuff. So, it's, well, one uh, at this
0: particular stage of the AI, though, the question remains: so where did the data come from? That, right, that exactly. the AI used it? is it credible? The, the, yeah, the the, <laughs> a, the AI didn't ride the bike. Nope. So if the guy going out there and riding the bikes and saying these are the best bikes is no longer there making, it's very much chicken and the egg question because if the guy is no longer out there writing the articles about which bike because he got squashed by the AI, so therefore there's no one posting the content, I, I don't predict the AI is going to be going out and riding the bike anytime soon. So no. there is a point where if they squash too much of that content, mm-hmm. where do they then get the data? I'm sure there will continue to be like because what I know what you're talking about, Eric. It's the you know, I I did this exercise with Chromebooks literally this week. You know. 12 best Chromebooks to buy in 2023. <laughs> I mean, you just, it's they're all... PC guide all the time. Right. Yep. And they're, they're pulling in from actual genuine reviews and that's <laughs> not going anywhere, you know, and gadget getting the new HP Chromebook and doing a deep dive on it and then posting that review at least anytime soon is not likely to disappear. And that's still going right. to provide the AI, the ability to pull all those reviews and then, and then draw and then summarize. So i I get it's not going to be like a total 180 flip but it's still yeah. I'd be willing to bet. I didn't do a side by side comparison but I did, I did that exercise. I looked up, you know, best Chromebook 2023 and I found several of those articles you're talking about. Top 10, top 12, top yep. whatever. Yeah. That's a you point. know, and when and then they break them down into the best overall, the best for education, the best value, mm-hmm. they all have the same format. And then I just asked I asked Bard, what's the best Chromebook in 2023? And As close as it mattered, some of the answers were verbatim from specifically one of the articles. And what do you know? It was the first article beneath the ads on Google search. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: That's the way they're doing it. Yeah. They're going in and pulling that information. They're parsing their own information. Yeah. So, um, much like the, uh, Event itself. We've gone on for a long time about AI. So do we want to talk about some tech or what?
0: I I would love to, because this is this, I will openly admit this was one of my favorite IOs in a long time because of what I said earlier, it was so gadget heavy and I'm a gadget head. I I just am. I love any... Anytime that it pushes us to have new shiny objects that I can <laughs> stroll through a local big box store and m- maybe spend too much money on. That's what I'm all about, baby. <laughs> so, um, let, let's, let's start. I, I don't want to say at the bottom in a bad way, but let's kind of start at the bottom of the lineup because it was the most predictable and that's going to be the pixel seven. A.
2: Yes. Um, right.
0: yep. So we had, we had the pixel seven and pixel seven pro last late last year. Um, all round good although albeit not overly exciting phones yeah i mean they just they were i mean, i had both the 6 pro and have the 7 pro i could be forgiven for forgetting which one i was holding i mean i mean mm. really uh, other than my 6 was I got the the the, the light colored phone and the and I got the, like the, the the midnight dark like black on black on black one w- with the seven. That was honestly the main way I could tell them apart was I got different colorwares between them. Um, yeah. Very very similar phones. The seven A I think is just a really really interesting product because well I'll ask you guys. The the Pixel six A was four forty nine, which I mean one of okay. the was was. Hands down, one of the better values, I mean, there's a, there's a competing Samsung option for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, but still a really great, especially going back to my point earlier, if you wanted stock Android, that was the best deal in town Mm -hmm. because it was still hundreds of dollars cheaper normally and i'll say normal why normally in a second then go stepping up to a full pixel phone but you still got the lion's share of the features you got the mm-hmm. same you got you got the same operating system very similar camera and performance stacks stex- specs but the trade-off was pretty high in some areas too you got a in my opinion pretty garbage 60 hertz display yep mm-hmm. um no wireless charging and just, you know, build quality, obviously just not quite the same. Although I always felt the A-phones, Cody, you've had a few of the A-phones. Yeah, I've had years. a few.
2: I, I generally like like yeah. them. Like, I think they work really well. It was like, yeah, they're always that like good price point.
0: Um, I, I think about the A-phones the way I used to think about old school Nexus phones. Mm-hmm. They were never flagship quality but mm-hmm. they were some of the best phones you could get for X number of dollars oh, at yeah. the time. they always worked down.
2: for me. I never had a problem with them, yeah. I I generally like the A series. Like,
0: that's the one I would yep. really yeah. gravitate towards. So what's interesting this year is, you know, here we have the Pixel 7a for 99 so $50 price bump, which that's, it, that's over a 10% bump. Um, not, but I think, in the grand scheme of everything else we're seeing go up in price. They didn't just raise the price, and that was it compared to every other a phone you now get a much better 90 hertz display Mm -hmm. you're getting the same tensor g2 chip as its big boy phones you're getting wireless charging which Mm -hmm. i just i'm so i am so over anything that doesn't have wireless charging anymore i'm sorry it's finally good enough at this point i feel like it's just a standard right i just want (laughs) to plop stuff down and have it charge i mean seriously Mm -hmm. that that's where i'm at and I think it's so great. Like that is one of the main things that would have nudged me one direction or the other. Were I in a market for that phone would have been the wireless charging. Maybe not so much all the way up to the pro. Cause that's literally hundreds of dollars, mm-hmm. but I would have like, if that, if that were the market I would, in, I were in. We've, we've used this with other examples of tech in the past where it's like, do you spend X number of dollars now and get that one or wait and save up a little bit more money or wait for it to go on sale and get the next step up that has that killer feature. For Mm -hmm. me, that killer feature would have been the wireless charging at the pixel seven level. But with all those features being down at the seven a, oof, that's, that's a hard sell not to make where things get complicated is the seven has not been selling great, shocker to know. one, we've covered this already, and it's already just been massively discounted several times since it came out. So that's the only hard part for me is, at any given like right here during release week shocker to no one there there i couldn't find any seven sales particularly going on right now other than like your normal carrier deals where you have to sign up for like years of service please yeah. don't sign up for years of service and get up and get a mid and, and get a mid to low range phone like that's just don't mm-hmm. don't do that i've always campaigned yeah. for get the phone you can afford to buy first and foremost and if you're going to sign a carrier deal at least get a flagship out of it that you're going to be able to use and enjoy throughout the entirety of that contract so mm-hmm. don't sign up for a carrier deal to get a, a mid to low range phone. Save up and just buy the stinking thing. Um, get a couple of generations old one and buy it outright before you do right. right. that. Is my my bit of consumer advice. Um, but back to the 7A. It overall it's a pretty compelling device. The screen's a little bit smaller. I mean, I mean fractions of an inch smaller. Yeah. About the same footprint because the bezels are a little bit thicker, but not like I've heard several people comment about the bezels. They don't bother – I'm normally pretty bezel sensitive and they really don't bother mm. me. They're they're bigger than the 7. I, I get Yeah, I definitely
2: it. noticed it right away. It is not
0: edge to mm. edge. Like I, we'll, we'll just get that out of the way. It's almost edge to edge in the way that Apple likes to say things are edge to edge and they're just not. <laughs> but that's one of my – the funniest things to me when Apple will talk about anything being edge to edge and it's, right. just, and it, and it's just patently not when you can see the stinking <laughs> bezel. Mm. That's how I feel about this display. But it's not enough that it – you're right, Cody. I saw it.
1: Yeah, but, but it's, it's not doesn't
0: – bother me. Um, so I, I guess I'm insisting on, as we compare these phones, thinking about them at their MSRP, because yes, Mm -hmm. when you can get something discounted, that changes the landscape entirely. So with this being 499 and then having to, you know, step up, you know, multiple hundreds of dollars to get up into the seven and seven pro, I do feel this is the best deal. Sub $500 out there in phones. If you want to go buy a phone outright and you're you have a hard budget of 500 dollars. i really do feel this this is one of the phones to get at first at first glance
2: yeah definitely yeah i think it would be a good phone to day to day like yeah like i said the a's like i you know i would not even have a case on them they would work pretty well you know i I thought they were good phones definitely
0: it's plastic where some of the other ones are are metal but again if you're going to slap it into a case who cares and to your point cody if you're not plastic phones tend to hold up better out of a case than metal ones do. I mean, that's <laughs> they'll get, just, a will get
1: and whatever, but you're yeah. not, you're they won't not get talking dented. like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Big giant dents and broken glass on the back because it's a giant two, two giant sheets of glass instead of just one. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought the phone was, it was, it was cool to see the, what they put in the phone. It was actually interesting to me that there is legitimately really at this point, not that much difference spec wise between even the pro and that one it's about a 30 hertz bump on the screen and the premium materials mm-hmm. the camera right. it has a it has a higher megapixel sensor on the 7a than yep. the, even the 7 pro um i didn't see what the size of the chip was in the 7 pro um like the the sense the sensor itself I was I know saying, so the i sensor- do i do
0: know that the camera system is technically superior on the seven pro end it's not you're right the mega yeah. as we've talked about endlessly in the show yes. the megapixels are higher on this one but the actual size of the, of the sensor of the is sensor super, is larger is on the pro. On, yeah,
1: and i on figured the pro. it would be but it's still you know you're getting more information in your pictures and everything yep. which is important to a lot of people and especially
0: uh, for computational photography because yeah, you're giving more data to the exactly. chip to do with
1: and so. then you've got the tensor chip in there same exact chip is in there same speed RAM. I was very surprised that they put yeah. DDR5 RAM in the 7a. And, and
0: I'm very um, sure a bumped to eight gigs from six. It is. It is which, it's
1: eight gigs. And then, but, and then the not casting
0: the, stones, that's very meaningful in Android. Like we don't really yes, talk about yeah. RAM a ton in iOS and For a future episode, maybe we should start doing that more. But again, that's not for today. But in Android, that RAM number is meaningful because Android just uses memory differently. So Mm -hmm. having that extra two gigs, especially in a mid-range phone, is going to make a difference in user experience. Especially if you're looking at this as, I want to spend $500 and have this phone for two plus years.
1: Yeah. And And that's the only downside that I see to the phone at all is, and, and I know that they, they do this for simplification because this, this is how they keep the prices low. Cause they don't have a bunch of different SKUs They, mm-hmm. they only have 128 gigabyte storage in the phone. That's it. They, you know, right. you can't choose to go up to 256 or 512 or anything no. else. And pay and there's the, no, there's and I don't phone.
0: believe there's SD card support or anything like Not that. that I no. I, and I, I'll be, I'll be honest. I, I support that decision because yeah. At the normal cost to increment up for storage, like a, let's call it what it is, it's 100 bucks, typically a hundred yeah. bucks. Mm-hmm. Now you've got your 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 aggressively low to mid range phone knocking on the price of your actual mid range to flagship phones. Yep. I think it's actually better for the consumer in this situation to just draw the hard line and say. We're because also I'm sure that's that's part of how Google is keeping that phone at 4.99. Is yeah, they're exactly. not iterating yeah. a bunch of SKUs. It's mm-hmm. we've got one SKU. We're going to make a bunch of them. If this is what you want. Come get it. If you want more, we've got these other two phones over here in SKUs galore. Yeah, they cost more. So right. I, I do think that actually simplifies things because also it's a Google phone at the end of the day. It is so cloud first. I Mm think it's funny. I find myself constantly thinking about RAM when I think about Android. Mm -hmm. I never find myself thinking about storage. Ever.
1: Everything's in drive or yeah, I whatever. Never do either. Sure.
0: Yep. And I admit, I do not, this is just, then this is me. Cause I do carry both. I tend to take most of my photos on my iPhone. We're not starting that argument today, but that's just, the, that's the one I tend to use most. So yeah. I'm sure that impacts it a lot, but I can't think of the last time I was like, Ooh, I got to clean up my storage situation on my Android phone. It just everything I use is so service based and cloud forward mm-hmm. that I I don't predict the average person is going to run into that issue unless they're going to start taking a crap ton of photos and videos and don't want to pony up for Google one for the extra right. storage up in the cloud. Like that's the only intersection yeah. of you could view that could start to feel tight is if you do intend to run this phone for two plus years and don't intend to offload large swaths of that data up to the cloud.
1: Right. Yeah, that's the only downside I see is just running out of space over time. Yep. One hundred twenty-eight for me and the way I utilize my phone right. uh, is not enough. So no, but
2: nope. So and apps are getting bigger and bigger nowadays too. Yep. So. Sure they are.
0: <laughs> no, so, so on the whole, I thought the seven A, while being at the quote unquote bottom end of the announcement cycle, uh, <laughs> the irony that is probably going to be the most meaningful piece of hardware they announced to the largest number of people.
2: yeah Yeah, definitely
0: oh yeah pixels definitely the the more
2: get everyone (laughs) on this no
0: no, not to say that it's going to be a drop in the bucket to anyone like samsung samsung's just you know laughing and saying
1: (laughs) yeah Um, they are it's it's um i don't know i i mean i guess when we move on to the next thing i don't know what we're talking about what you wanted to talk about next but it's um the i i don't know if you want to go if you want to go tablet it's uh I was not super impressed with the tablet.
0: Okay, so let's 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 <laughs> let's let's talk Pixel Tablet because they I actually made have, one. Have, they, okay, you, yeah, well, they, yeah. So exactly there's that. Yeah, that they made a tablet, but let's let's take one more quick trip in, down the Wayback Machine because this device was literally not just like teased. They showed a video mm-hmm. at Google I/O last year. Right. I don't know any other company presently than Google that is willing to get up on stage and show a full freaking video about, about something so relatively, I don't want to say basic in a bad way, but it's a freaking tablet. Like we've been doing this for a while now, right? Google hasn't been doing it for a while, but like we've been doing the tablet thing for a while. So the fact that it got teased so heavily at IO last year and I guess my, my my takeaway is I don't think they intended originally for this to be where it got announced. There is a fall 2022 event that did not take place for some reason where that device was supposed to be launched. I just, yeah. I refuse to think that their game plan at IO 2022 was let's do a teaser video for a tablet that we're going to announce at IO next year. That just makes less than no sense as, as a company that literally has their products leaked in full form. Weeks oh and yeah. Before they ever, <laughs> regularly. Why? What was the yeah. point? So I just don't believe that was ever in the original line, but who cares? It's here now. Mm-hmm. What is, okay. It's coming. It's coming out here in May. Um, It's a tablet, but I do. So Eric, I agree. It's not going to be for everyone, not by a long shot, but I do think no. they've, they've taken a stance that I think actually makes it more applicable to more people than a lot of other tablets on the market because through some very, very intentional omissions. It is not a productivity device. It's not even a take it on the road device. It is, they were very upfront. This device is meant to spend its entire life cycle in your home.
1: Yeah, that's what, I mean, they made it look to me like it was supposed to be sort of an extension of the whatever their stuff, Nest, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, their the their brand gear. is it's supposed yeah. to be the home gear it's supposed to be part of the home gear it comes with the little speaker dock that it attaches yep. to and
0: and know, that's the choice. interesting part
1: it comes with the dock i was gonna
0: say yeah. yeah so let's let's talk about what it is for those that didn't cover the event so the pixel tablet is is it's an 11 inch tablet that looks like almost every other 11 inch tablet that you've seen in the last five years in fact it looks kind of like a samsung tablet from multiple years ago yeah. um but as as a slab of thing, that's what it looks like. I do find it interesting from the coverage I've read. It looks very plasticky, but that's not the case. It is an actual aluminum chassis that's got okay. a poly coating over it that um, gives it more of a matte, soft touch finish. So again, I have not held one personal yet, but I've, I've read and been told that it's 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 got a good feel. It's it's got a it's got a for, for four ninety nine. It's got a good overall quality, premium feel to it. So check um i'm thrilled to see you can actually get a colorware that has a black bezel because the the white bezel on the cream body that we saw out of the last year's teaser yeah. me, mm-hmm. not for me i think it has that um, cheap
2: look event like it to just some degree, yeah yep.
0: so the what hazel or whatever the colorware that they're it's the greenish tint the dark dark greenish tint one mm-hmm. has got a black bezel if i get one that'll be the one i'll be getting period end of conversation just for the just for the bezel um but this thing is really designed to have that speaker dock exist somewhere in your home. Let's call it what is likely kitchen adjacent. Mm -hmm. And the tablet lives on that dock so that every time you go to use it, you're either using it on the dock as a place to play music or cast some YouTube videos to, or what have you, or put some, you know, going back to the kitchen, putting, you know, in uh, a recipe or a cooking guide up there, up there to follow along. Mm -hmm. But then every time you pick it up, it's charged because that's, Google at least says they've done the research and I do believe them on this one. Most tablets don't leave the home and they spend enormous amount of time sitting either in a drawer or on a desk dead in the home. So Mm -hmm. if you do ever get a wild hair to go use it, it's not charged. So you end up picking up your phone and using your phone for a substandard screen experience anyway. So if you're looking to do something on a larger screen, the easiest way to do that is make it readily accessible. So how about sitting on this big, you know, pedestal of a stand front and center in your room Mm -hmm. and then know that chances are it's going to have a full charge ready to go and do the thing wherever it it is that you're going to go take it
1: it gave me vibes of them it almost felt like they were trying to compete with more of like an echo show a great situation. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I mean, but, but make it more mobile, make it grab and go. Cause it's not like you're going to go pick up your Echo show off the shelf and hold it in your lap while you tap on nope. the screen. And this one, you can do that, which is kind of, it gives it more versatility in your home, but it feels like that's the kind of device it's trying to use. Right.
0: What, what I kind of like about it is it is at the same time, not in any way, shape or form an iPad competitor, Right. Let's, let's address the elephant in the room. The only It's the only tablet people buy. Just, unless you're buying a fire yeah. tablet for your kid to destroy, the iPad is not an Apple thing. That. It's facts <laughs> that it's the only yeah. tablet people buy in any meaningful number.
2: Yep, totally. Um,
0: so with that in mind, it's simultaneously not trying to be an iPad, but it is... Trying to be what people insist on, try- myself included, insist on trying to make the iPad into until Apple comes up with some kind of response. Because in my case, my tablet's more or less always charged. You know where it also is in my bag. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I'm in the, when I'm in the kitchen, I do want to do something. It's where'd I leave my bag? Is it out in the car? Let me go grab it. It's probably in a case, which is not the ideal way to use it in that environment. How do I I've, prop it I, up? Yeah. Right. I've many, I've, I've tried so many iterations of, well, maybe this will be the kitchen iPad and then you get a stand and maybe you're crazy. Like and you get a keyboard and all this nonsense that it's not really made to do because then there is no wireless charging on the iPad. So now you've got this USB-C cable dangling off the side. It's just not, mm-hmm. it's very un-Apple trying to use it that way. And there's friction. This is, purpose-built to do something that I do actually think a lot of people out there trying to do. And if this just de facto does it better than everyone else at what I consider a very competitive price point, I could actually see a world where this thing does... I'm not saying it's going to upend the tablet market. Not that there's a whole Mm. lot of market there to upend. But I do think this could be a successful product. And going back to competition, maybe it will nudge Apple to actually make the home-centric iPad that I've been wanting them to make for years. Mm -hmm
1: i mean that that's what it feels like to me is that's where they're going with this 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 is going to be it's going to start taking market share away from away from apple in in home installs those Mm -hmm. low voltage installs where you've got people going in and creating home automation schemes to turn on your lights lower your shades all this kind of stuff where they're selling you an all in one package where they come into your home your new home as it's being built and set you up with all this stuff that device now instead of having an ipad we, we we've we known partners like this in the past where they have an ipad mounted on the wall and yep. on the room. wall oh yeah yep. and and you know it's plugged in behind the wall the power or whatever so they can go in the room and they touch the app that's up there and control the room and it's tied to their
0: lutron system or exactly. whatever have you and,
1: Yep. and now and now they've got one where they can you know, come in at a lower price point and say, you don't need one in every room. You only need one. Put this in a central location. You can now grab it, walk around your house and control your whole house from the one and then just set it yep. back on its central stand when you're done. I think I think we'll see it take over some of the space in yes. that market. And again, that's a very niche market, but they'll, they'll start gaining some space in that in that place. I and
2: think. what's cool is that it has Chromecast built into it. So like yes. you can yeah. cast to it. Um, yeah, John, to your point, I think where I see this is like, on your Island in your kitchen, right? Where you're like, you're I'm I'm calling it. it.
0: That's where mine is going to be.
2: You're going to have the recipe, yada, yada. You finish your food, you sit down, Google play, whatever on Netflix, it'll just start playing on your Island while you're sitting there, you know? So yeah, I definitely see it in that, in that space.
0: It definitely feels
1: very home centric all around. Yeah, yes. They did a and, good job and, uh,
0: with that. Th- they did another very smart move. I will a two-parter smart move. One, the dock is in the box because that was that yeah. was relatively Not contested across yeah. across the rumors going in. The $4.99 price point was pretty much a lock, but there was mm-hmm. a lot of question over would they be able to deliver the tablet and the stand at that price point, or would the stand be an optional extra? Biting the bullet and getting that stand in the box would be key. Cause too many people would have been tempted to just buy the tablet and then have a yeah. very substandard experience yeah. that, that doc is going to be key to this thing being somewhat unique in the marketplace. So again, but then they also want to step further. You can buy, the dock standalone. There's no way to just buy the tablet. I think that's key. Don't just sell the tablet. Yeah. You must buy the tablet and the dock, but you can also buy an extra dock. Obviously, if you get yours wet or something in the kitchen, it dies, that's a good, but I also view it as for 129 bucks, not making light. If your home is large enough, you could carpet bomb those little stands Drop one on the on the side table in the bedroom. Put one over mm. in the game room. What have you? He follows you. you. You just you know, you pick the tablet up, take it to the next room, drop it down. The music follows it. You know what I mean? Like that. Mm-hmm. Now you've got that continuity experience. Where I think about when I when I originally tried to play around with Nest hubs one of the downsides was I had to buy a lot of those stupid things to yeah. get them in all the places I needed it to be. I'm not a magician. I'm not in four rooms at once, but I frequent four three to four different rooms at any given time. And I didn't want to leave the thing behind and I was not going to unplug it and bring it with me either. So mm-hmm. that ability to at a much more you know aggressive price point drop two or three of those, including the one that comes with it, stands throughout your home, and then the one tablet follows you throughout. That's pretty great. And then the other shot that you know uh, Google kind of got in there that was so valid, and I just wish someone at Apple would maybe hear it for once, is the advantage that Google has on the Android side with this tablet is is supports multiple user accounts. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Cause when you think, and I get it, Apple wants you to think about it being your iPad. So if you're a family of three, they want you to buy three of them because Tim Cook really likes his house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, they want you you to buy a, a, an iPad per person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Eric and your family, I'm just going to make, you might need an iPad pro. Your wife might need an iPad air. Your son might need an iPad, just a regular iPad, but they, they want you to have one per person. Yep. Google had long ago embraced the it concept, did. not not overly, there you go, not overly, <laughs> not overly successfully, but they at least forged ahead with, we're gonna put meaningful user account experiences in this. And now that finally gets to pay off for something because you wouldn't want to have three of these sitting in a row in the kitchen, one for mom, dad, and son. You know what I mean? Like you're right. gonna have the no one, yeah. if this is a centric to the home family device, it needs to be able to support multiple people and they've got, they already had that. They didn't have to crack something new. So Mm -hmm. for the first time possibly ever, I can say with a, honest look on my face that google has a leg up in the tablet space on something yeah um they still have to sell some of them for that to mean anything but that's that's not something that should be overlooked it's a genuine advantage for what this device is intended to be used for
2: Mm -hmm. because i think already they support like uh no different voices right they'll it'll tell who's talking to it by your voice they'll do
0: voice match and and Mm -hmm. and SIRI does that as well, kind of, (laughs) Um, about as well as she does everything else. Yeah, it's it's but but yes, they do voice match. But now they'll also like based on who unlocks it, drop them into their own user account. And then that gives you access to your apps, your information. I also like that, like, if you have certain apps installed that are specific to you, someone unlocking the phone, or I'm sorry, the tablet with their account doesn't just give them access to those apps. Like if it's your app with your information, it's kind of walled behind your you think about it as a multi user experience in Windows. You know, yeah. I've got, we've got system wide applications. We have user specific applications, same idea here.
1: And it's, so. and it's great to have, and you're right. I mean, that feels to me like a no brainer
0: mm-hmm.
1: that, you know, why haven't, why hasn't feels everyone, like future, right? yeah. everyone looking at you, Apple done this okay. already, but mm-hmm. you know, again, like you said, they're just trying to sell more devices. They, they
0: want and, the iPad. They, they're they're This is the last thing I'll do. They want the iPad to be a one-to-one experience. They want yep. you to have 10 people that 10 people that need to use something like an iPad, they want you to go out and buy 10 iPads. Even mm-hmm. you know, if those 10 people are spread across three shifts. They want you to issue an iPad per person because there's no yeah. way to sign in and out. And a pair of AirPods, you know, yeah, and, and a pair know. of AirPods <laughs> and a, and per, per, per person. That's right. So. Um,
1: but so the other thing that I saw, the other hardware centric, that was it for like mainline hardware announcements, right? Or did they, was there something else mixed in there?
0: So they announced one oh, more phone. Oh, there, 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 there was another okay. phone.
1: Okay. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm skipping over the one that's most important to John because I don't care. That's what it was. I got it.
0: Gosh. All right. So there was was definitely another phone. Oh. Uh All right. So, last but not least, so we've been hanging out the four ninety nine price point for the last yes, thirty or forty right. minutes. Yeah. Um, no more. L- let's, l- up l- l- let's triple down and then some, and go up to the stratosphere side of the price equation, and talk about the seemingly forever rumored and discussed Pixel Fold. Um, this and they have
1: been going on about this one for a while. Years. Yeah.
0: Years. Um, and it's, it's here. It's, it's almost here. I'm Um, conflicted. It is, it is their direct competitor. There's no other way to say it to the, um, Samsung galaxy fold.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: they, they, they had the audacity to frankly call it the fold. I'm actually shocked. They did that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it.
1: What else could you call
0: it? I get it. Yeah. But yeah,
1: (laughs) I'm just trying Uh, to think of like, in my head i'm like you know going thesaurus mode here trying to figure out like what they else could have gone qu- like
2: maybe book related maybe yeah, something okay. like that yeah uh, i don't all, know
0: all i know is they're called galaxy tabs because they weren't crazy enough to call it a galaxy pad and i mm-hmm. will leave it i will short sure. it at okay. that yep. so there's just there's just certain things that companies try to go out of their way not to do and generally speaking samsung This is not always the case, but generally speaking, Samsung having done it so early would have been given the street cred by the industry to say, okay, that one's yours. You dropped fold on us that many years ago. You brought flip behind it. That's yours. We're not going to play in that space. I just, to to be overly semantic for a second, I really do think it was just a direct shot to call this thing the fold first and foremost. And they
2: did kind of like the same exact type of fold too like the screen the front and the inside. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. But I mean, there are only so many ways to make a form Mm. factor. Like I'm not going to get, I'm not going to slap them for that per se. Cause what we're going to get into is they did some meaningful differences Mm. that I'm going to, my, my hot take is this is already a superior device. Now this is a superior device. Something that came out six months ago. So now the irony is we're, we're in that, that tug of war that I loved to watch Apple and uh, Google be in years ago where Apple would launch an iPhone and then approximately six months to the day later, um, Google would announce a new version of Android. Oh, Android (laughs) has finally jumped out in front of the iPhone. And then six, you know, exactly six months later, Apple be like, ha ha, here's the new iOS. And like, boy, howdy, that was a fun time in tech, man. Let me tell you. Oh Um, yeah. So. This is directly comparable, and again, in some specific ways, in my opinion, superior to the Galaxy Fold Four, Z Fold Four. Mm-hmm. But that phone is already mid-cycle. Like we are, we know full what's well, yeah. it's actually over mid-cycle. We're less. We're just a few months away from the next one. So, and I guess that, all that said,
1: I was being very tongue-in-cheek with you know the forgetting about the device kind of thing but like the the, I I'm not huge on the folder folding phones yet like it Mm. hasn't grabbed me because and and I'll tell you why like no matter what they do they can't solve the crease and Mm -hmm. that bothers me like Mm -hmm. that legitimately I do not want I don't want a big crease in the middle of my screen
0: Mm-hmm. and I reserve this judgment for getting hands-on with one in a few weeks, but there is a crease here. There's no getting around yeah. that. You could um, see it
1: in the product shots even. yeah, It yeah.
0: is It is said that it is dramatically in some case. This is all secondhand, but the word dramatically was used at one point. Maybe it's not so, but it could be as much as dramatically improved. Um, Google is using a very different hinge system.
1: Yeah, like um, They so designed that, it right. That's like they, a brand they, new design they, for the
0: hinge. They did. And this is, it looks good more so Technician. than the crease and an improved crease. Very, very good. Cody, you and I both have Z flips. Um, yep. I, I would agree that even with as quote unquote egregious as that creases, it, It actually does disappear. Like it's kind of like when the notch first came to the iPhone. I was like, it's like there's a splinter in my eyeball. Hush. Mm. Use it for ten minutes. It goes away. The the crease is a is a step above that for sure. It's a freaking rainbow. If you're in direct sunlight, rainbow effect creased across the middle of Mm. your screen. So I'm not. I'm not about to say it disappears entirely. But Cody, I'd be interested in your opinion. It's never in my in mine ever taken away from my experience of the device
2: no like i I noticed it a lot at first obviously because you're not used to having it in the first place but it does, right. does kind of blend in. I I I would say I feel it more sensory, like when I'm scrolling. Like I'll be, oh, I feel it over my thumb. Like that's I, where I, I mostly I,
0: yeah, notice. The it. That would probably be
1: what bothers me more than anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. And thankfully, I use precious few apps where you have to doom scroll, so I'm good mm. to go. Um, but <laughs> yes. anyway, I couldn't couldn't resist that one. But um, anywho, about so there's a crease allegedly there's a lesser crease maybe there's a far lesser crease but there's a to your point Eric. there is a crease yeah. that material mm-hmm. science is not solved for that yet unless yet. you want a device more like the surface duo which in a key way does not bother folding the screen it is two discrete screens yeah. That's how but they, then you've
1: got a line down the middle
0: exactly uh-huh. right. so which one do you really want but yeah. To me, far more important than anything to do with the crease is this new hinge structure allows the device to fold as much as it matters completely flat. Mm-hmm. Being there, there is no discernible gap between the two right. displays. So like and with
1: the the one that you guys are talking about that you have, there's an air gap between the screen. You can toward- see
0: daylight through the thing. Okay. If you have a yeah. small enough hand, you could darn near stick a pinky in the far end of it. Like it is a, it is a. And it's, Cody, I think you would agree, on the flip, it's less of a big deal because it's a vertically orient or horizontal, I guess you would say, oriented fold. Mm-hmm. but the tablet one, the way you fold it. So when you're holding the device using the exterior display, you're literally holding a device that is not even across the back. Cause it's got this yeah. big hump to the side because the phone effectively has a teardrop shape. So you're holding right. this overly tall, overly narrow device that then has a more of a tear drop you know, stance in your hand. It is an awkward device to hold and try to use when closed. I have relatively big hands. I find it more or less unusable one-handed mm, wow okay and that's that's a big deal again i have not gotten the chance to use this one yet but i am told this one is very usable one-handed especially if you have big enough hands because it is more duo-esque in its footprint it is shorter and wider uh-huh, so the which outer, I like. yes the outer display is just a more natural form or um aspect ratio um, the display on the Galaxy Fold is very narrow, very tall. So you can get tons of information top to bottom. Mm-hmm. It's so freaking narrow. Nothing's formatted quite right. Text by nature is very, very small because it's got to mm-hmm. condense between those two points. It's just not a good outer display experience. You open it up, it's like, boom, there's your mini tablet. But on the outside, it's, just, it's basically made for consuming notifications, and that's about it. Um, it sure looks like the outer 5.8-inch display on the outside of the Pixel Fold, would be a usable overall display. It's still OLED. It's 120 Hertz. It's, it's, it's not a bad display. Um You'd have a the, thicker phone, right? Yeah. You, you have a slightly, you have a thicker phone, but at least it's consistent or as consistent that matters across. It sits flat in your hand. Mm-hmm. So I can actually imagine using this, meaningfully and intentionally while closed and then you open it and now here's this much bigger you know larger scale media centric large display on the inside so that just obviously as with everything it remains the software has to make it worthwhile just having a big screen isn't Mm -hmm. by itself useful and
1: you've you've mentioned this in the past that that's one of android's major struggles as as lar- larger screen devices. Like they haven't Absolutely. quite nailed that down yet.
0: They, well, we just said a little bit ago, tablets are not new. Right. We're Well into our second deck, we're well into our second decade of the tablet being a consumer thing. And Android has consistently never excelled in that space. The closer they've come, frankly, kudos where it's due. Samsung has done all of the most interesting things in, in the tablet space with Android to date. They just have, yeah. um, but Google does has been investing heavily in it of late in recent years. So I'm hopeful. You know, they're saying that upwards of 50 plus of their own applications have been modernized to you to leverage this format. So you know, Gmail is going to take advantage of it. YouTube is going to take advantage mm-hmm. of it. So on and so forth. So we we got that going for us at least. Um, but the, the age old story is developers are going to have to get behind this. And the yeah. problem is not enough. Let's just address the elephant because the same one Samsung has not enough people are going to buy an $1,800 phone yeah. for developers, for for many developers to feel the need to go out and make custom experiences mm-hmm. for a device like that. And the other, because Android just has not made a powerful enough splash in the tablet space. The Android app space, forget for foldables, just for tablets in general is a wasteland. So it's not even like you can go like, oh, well, I can unfold this thing and go grab all these great apps that were formatted for the galaxy tab. Mm-hmm. No, it, it it just doesn't work that way because they yeah. haven't made them because not enough people buy them. The most yeah. successful Android tablets are small enough that they can run Android phone apps competently. And they're just big screen phone apps.
1: And that mm-hmm. may and that may be more where this device lands because the screen, Very possibly. One, the screen when unfolded is about the size of an iPad mini, which mm-hmm. is honestly not that much. Bigger, bigger than, a, than their largest flagship phone you know yeah. it's a, it's like an inch or something like that so i mean they can probably get the get away with the formatting on that one but yeah it's yeah
2: yeah one thing yeah. i'm definitely impressed with because you know using a fold or a flip as my main phone and talking about those gaps is in you know google saying that it's ready for spills and splashes like that it has that like Water resistance and stuff. Which yeah, is IP. Well, which okay, is important so that, with the folding, I think.
0: Well, so the, but there's an important distinction though too. And I'm glad you brought that up. It is IP8. So there's two numbers in an IP rating. Mm. One is for dust. One is for liquids. It's mm. IP8, meaning it is liquid resistant it is 0% rated dust resistant. You do, you take this thing to the beach, you're going to be buying a new phone. That, yeah. That's just because wow. the nature of the material science with an engineering with foldables is to do it. They have to make certain compromises that if you get dust, dirt or grime in there, eventually your phone is going to, once it, once it penetrates that mechanism, The clock has started Mm. until one gets into the wrong crease and it cracks your screen from the inside or it gets between the hinges and the hinges start to freeze up. I mean, these this technology is still sufficiently in its infancy state that that's the piece that hasn't been wholly cracked yet. So turning the gears back to Samsung for a second a lot of people would be very willing to still have a gap between their screens. If they could competently solve that first Google totally. made a conscious decision. They're like, how can we differentiate? We're going to make this thing close as close as we can to mm-hmm. a completely flat state. That was their choice. And I actually support that choice because I, I'm not exactly a known beach goer. Um, yeah. and just, <laughs> So I'm, I'm good with that trade-off, but they're going back to this thing, ever having some kind of mass market appeal. First, you have to solve 18, $1,800. I mean, the, the thing is a oh, pile yeah. of cash yeah. For That's, that, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a pile of cash for an easily broken toy is, is it's do is all, all over again. Is. They're just Absolutely. doing it to make
2: the second one. You
0: know? yeah. yeah. That's it. So, I mean, there, there is that, but it is important to know this thing does not have any kind of rated dust or dirt resistance.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. I've definitely avoided taking my flip anywhere near the beach
0: <laughs> anywhere near. Nope, absolutely not. So, I mean, I wish there was more to say about the fold right now. That's only because that's all there is to know from the page, the pictures yeah. and the reviews, like we're going to mm-hmm. have to get hands on with it. And most importantly, us and others are going to have to get hands on with it for weeks and months because the questions around this space aren't what can the thing do? we already have a pretty good idea what the thing can do because you close it. It's a phone. We feel pretty good about phones. Mm -hmm. You open it. It's a small tablet. We've had plenty of small tablets. That's not the point. The fact that it's capable of transition between both and how does it navigate that over any period of use and does it pick up any kind of third party support? Those are questions only answered by time in the coming months yeah mm-hmm.
1: and it'll be interesting to see if they if it gets adopted because yeah i mean it's the only competition to yep. to that in that the u.s up, at least it, yeah yeah. so uh, it'll be interesting to see you know if, if anybody picks it up eighteen hundred dollars is a steep price point to try Very something out. Steep, yeah
2: because so, yeah samsung has that advantage of you know they got four folds now and four flips so they had those right. years to kind of bring yep. the price down
0: a little yep no so it's We'll be we'll, now a couple other notes, uh, up for pre-order now. It's coming in, you know, late June, depending on when you get your order in, potentially early July. Um, they are doing some relatively aggressive trade-ins on it. I will admit, um, I didn't end up doing this cause I want to keep my flip. I like it. Um, they yeah. would have given me $700, if I want to trade it, flip. That, flip oh, co- yeah. that flip only cost me eight fifty in the first place. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, that's crazy return on your on your investment. Yeah, there. That, yeah.
0: That, that that was surprising. Um, they will also throw in a free Pixel Watch, which you know Google will basically give you a free Pixel Watch at this point <laughs> if you just like. <laughs> Please learn ask, our watch. If you ask Bard nicely, I'm fairly sure it'll just you know <laughs> ship you, want- you a box of Pixel Watches. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what I thought was interesting was you can get. The non LTE or the LTE version of the Pixel Watch, either or. One's three forty nine, one's three ninety nine. You can just pick one, and it'll just send you that one. So, FYI, I I didn't take the time to do the research. Was like, hey, is there like like maybe the battery life really sucks in the LTE one, or maybe there's a reason why you would want to get the cheaper one? But just FYI, you technically get fifty dollars more value in that in that bonus if you just check the box for LTE.
1: LTE, interesting. Might (laughs) as well
0: that was interesting um, And the other and they, thing did, to,
1: they did they yeah. did I'm sorry on the yeah. on the walk because we talked about the watch they did they did there was talk a, about there's where OS 4 is
0: coming later yeah, this year was, too. I, so I was just gonna bookend with that. So yeah. Wear OS 4 coming later this year. Um, this is the first major update since you know, to go a little bit in the way back machine, Wear OS three was kind of that moment where Google acknowledged and accepted that Samsung was eating their lunch on their own platform. So they mm-hmm. partnered together to because um Samsung had gone wholly the Tizen route on their wearables. Wear. And wear OS three was like, Hey guys, let's work together, not apart, let's make something that you can run on your watches. We we can run on our watches and others can do the same and try and grow up this ecosystem and again try and do some kind of meaningful battle against the apple watch because much like the ipad this is unemotional the apple watch is the one people buy
1: yeah when you I look at wrists is. that's the one you oh yeah see. it's yeah. everywhere
0: yeah. so um where os4 is going to be the next you know or should i say the first major update to it since that alliance for lack of a better way to put it um There's things, there's stuff, the home integrations, you know, overall quality of life increases. I I would say the story of this update though, is not one. The reason we're not spending a ton of time on it now is the reason it's coming later this year is it's going to come alongside a Pixel Watch Two. That that's right. my take. Mm. I haven't read that rumor. I don't that's know. Why they're that, giving but, them away. That that's why they're giving them away because they got to <laughs> clear the they got to clear the docs. Um, this this update will come to the existing Pixel Watch. So you have that going you know, going. They're not just dropping support, but I do believe this will arrive alongside its next generation piece of hardware as well yep. later in the year. That that's my call um, uh, on on Wear OS four.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, all told it was a fun event. I mean, like they did a ton with with all the stuff they did. It, it was twice as long as it should have been, but I enjoyed everything that they announced. I enjoyed all the AI stuff they talked about, the stuff that they're doing with images. Very cool. The stuff that they did with search. Very cool. It was all really interesting stuff that I want to see and I want to try and I want to play with, but like trim it down guys.
0: (laughs) I will say say when I, going back to when I did IO in 13, um, I think that was the first, so they used to do multiple keynotes because IO is a multiple day event and they would do a keynote per day. And I think 13 was the first time where they rolled, but they were all one hour. Uh, I think 13 was the first time where they rolled it up into like one major key. It might've been Sundar's first as CEO. That part, I don't, I mean, Sundar was there. I don't remember if he was CEO yet, but Mm -hmm. It was the first time they rolled it up into one mega keynote. Eric, that thing was north of three hours. My God. <laughs> I remember sitting yeah, in the auditorium like <laughs> for over three hours while they announced stuff. That's but anyway, they to your point, they've never been tight on, yeah. uh, on. I think they started to feel a little bit more that way when they did the more tight like covid era ones yeah. because they had to but now they're they're back in the amphitheater yeah, they're 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 full, they're, they're, they're full production man. cycle on these things they're they're get their feeling their google so yeah. um there, there were several other announcements that we won't spend a lot of time on today um uh, google home is getting a, a, a much needed mind you um you know just overall ui and performance update mm-hmm. um i i'm actually for the first time i'm starting to finally feel some excitement around like what matter and what not could mean in the smart home because it clicked for me like I, I've said it many times. I'm not anytime soon ripping out my current smart home footprint. Right? Mm-hmm. I started on Alexa. I then shoot, I did it anyway. Um, I went through, <laughs> I went through Google Home, and now I'm on HomeKit. Um, I'm very happy with HomeKit and what it does for me. There are plenty of things about it that drive me nuts that yeah. Apple needs to address, but you know. I'm excited what matter could mean is like, oh, if I pick up one of these Pixel tablets, I could still have a, maybe not end-to-end, I'm full well aware they're not going to interact with my home pods anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But like all my other stuff, a world where they could still meaningfully, meaningfully control lights, locks, thermostat, things like that, where I could... Play around in the Google Home experience and not be ripping out my smart home every time I want to do something like that. Right. Just as a going back to being a gadget head, that sounds fun. Yeah. Like yep. The whole point is to be able to. Da- it's actually goes full circle to the iMessage RCS conversation. I'm okay knowing that my best experience is going to be with HomeKit because that's where I chose to invest, mm-hmm. but that shouldn't preclude me from having an experience with google home or with the echo platform right like the the point should be you know you can still pick a lane and know that's going to be your 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 top tier experience because that's the brand you aligned with but going back to walled gardens and lock-in that shouldn't preclude me from having any experience with every other platform, unless I want to have three sets of smart bulbs, three like what am I going to do? Get three thermostats? Yeah. Absolutely right. not. Like, you know, that, a that's not possible. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. these experiences should be more lateral than that, and that's what I am hopeful that more of these standards are going to bring. Um, because again, the average consumer isn't going to care where it, right. where it where it's meaningful for the consumer is they walk into Best Buy, they buy the light bulb, and it just works. And now we're coming full circle to our smart home episode a few weeks ago. But it's like, but for us. And there are plenty of us out there that just do love to play with these things. I think it's, it's as meaningful to be actually be able to do that because I, I did, I saw some of the Google home updates like, man, that that's slick. I'd really like to play around with that. Yeah. And then I thought in my head without more matter updates, I got to three devices in my house that I'd actually be able to interact with using Google home right now. And that's wow. not because I bought them from Apple. It's right, just because right. they are, they were home first and they have those other devices haven't gotten their matter updates yet. Some of them never will. Right. So anyway, well, <laughs> on that, on, on that lock in bombshell, yeah. um, the, I, Eric, Eric, I agree. It, it was a good, I do believe it was a good, it was actually a great IO. It was, it was yeah. one of my favorite ones um, in recent history. Definitely. I think post pandemic, yeah, sure. Mm, yep. um, there was a lot less in the future and yeah. more things that, that were actually that going to get soon if not yeah. now.
1: None of it seemed like vaporware. It was exactly. all demonstrable and not yep. just like a and flashy sales video. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm excited anything? for the foldable, personally. I have I like the foldable stuff. It's uh, definitely
0: tickling oh, my fancy you recently. You can't see
1: my shrug gesture yeah. that I'm doing. But, eh.
0: so, Cody, I can either confirm nor deny, but if you guys are planning on coming south for the 4th or anything like that, um, we, we, we may have uh, the ability to get you access to one if you come around uh, there at the top oh. part of July. So just, oh. just a little bit of a What's teaser. In the box? Or, if we, or, or if we come north, I'll bring it with me. But uh, we, we, we may aggressively have one on the way. Nice. So. anything else you anything else you guys have to wrap up io 2023 no i don't
1: think so i think uh yeah just uh watch the short version
0: (laughs) watch (laughs) the short version all right well on that we will wrap it up and catch you next time later later